now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. I'm Steph Barnett. Uh, coming up on today's show, Blue Hydrangea. I speak to Blue about growing up different drag race and the metaverse. Uh, and Pride Cat. We talk to the organisers of this comic arts festival. Uh, all that and more coming today, right here on Shout Out. <laughs> I keep changing that back in Jingle, and we end up back with this one because everyone likes it so much. So, anyway, hello everyone, how are you? Good evening. Right. Like testing, it. testing, one, two, three. Yes, we're back on F- We're back on <laughs> FM. <laughs> For those dis- listeners on BCFM, we were off yesterday. The we were. Off. Only, yeah. only so on FM. Only on FM. The DAB was, was still going, but the FM's been repaired with a roll of sellotape, a few <laughs> cigarette ends, and Andy Shilton's shoelaces. So if anyone from Ofcom wants to come and check it out, then we're... I wonder if he was falling all over the place. I just thought out. he'd been somewhere else before um, entering the studio. Pumping out those 18 watts of music power you 18 know watts <laughs> not three and a half million <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. nice to be back on FM it is yeah nice to be back too I've and welcome back weeks. Mr S yeah, thank you yeah. yes for, for a little while before he ships out again absolutely yeah, sorry. yes well sorry. international jet Saturn yeah well the last one was work it wasn't like it a holiday was. or anything the next one I'm, uh, but did you do any window shopping any nice looking young men in Spain well I went to Barcelona yeah they're, they're extremely fit in Barcelona it has to be said uh, but uh, yeah. yeah it's a lovely city I love Barcelona it is yeah you just have to watch out for pit pockets yeah, yeah and that's the only, only thing yeah. right. um, I guess still most have an issue touristy with cities are like that aren't they yeah well I'm, I started off in Madrid um, and um, another no, nice city no one is there in August it literally the whole city closes and they all go to the beach a bit like Paris yeah. that empties in August yeah, yeah I've heard that yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and, and yeah and then in Barcelona and it was yeah it's really I mean I was there for work so I was working so it wasn't like I was there it's a very queer holiday, friendly city Barcelona yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah no, worth a visit if you've never been I mean it was so nice I, I only got like an hour or two to you know have a wander and have a look and the like but it was enough I'm like I'm going to take Carl back there at some point yeah it's oh. worth it Andy yeah. it's lush so so, hello if you're listening in Spain. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, 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 sure there will be some. Yes. So. Absolutely. Are you going to say that in Spanish now? Uh, it hola. might help. Or Catalan. <laughs> oh, no. It would have to be in Catalan, yeah. wouldn't it? Which yeah, is yeah, a check you out, Mr. Shilton. Yeah, it was actually a bit confusing. In Barcelona, um, all the signs are in Catalan first, and then, if you're lucky, they're in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you're extremely lucky, they're in English afterwards. Yeah. So, but it's a legal requirement, a bit, a bit like in Welsh, yeah, yes, where everything yes, is Welsh first. Bilingual, yeah, and of course they got their own flag. They have yeah. striped it's, it's white striped and red. It's uh, yeah, yellow and red. Mm. And the cathed- oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, cathedral. They haven't finished building yet. Yeah, but I they they reckon it's never going to be finished because yeah. they just keep at it. It's well, spectacular. The, the, the current signs say the, the, the current signs say um, um, twenty twenty six, but I think that may just be for this phase. I don't know. <laughs> right. There's only yeah. so much land there because yeah. it's right in the middle of the city, so and it's quite spectacular. It is. Isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So different. Mm. Yeah, very different. So. 
And, uh, and it was hot as well. It's kind of like teetering off here, isn't it? And they're forecasting like big thunderstorms and like here in the UK. Yeah, it's just, it's just unsettled, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, you're the weather morning. forecaster for most sure. of the other shows. I uh, I uh, don't take any notice of what I'm reading out. It just goes in, in one ear and out. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you what you said last so night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I for think the it's weekend it's it? going to be changeable. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit drizzly here, a bit drizzly there. Not much More sunshine, south, mostly cloudy. In the north, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I did think today it did feel for a moment. I thought, ooh, that feels all to me. Yeah. The slant of the sun, you know, the angle of the sunlight. Oh six this morning, yeah. it felt autumnal. It, it officially summer till yeah. about like the, the 20 something 21st astronomical summer yeah. ends yeah. and we go into, then we go into uh, autumn and then we've got Halloween to look forward to and bonfire night for fireworks yes. and then it's Christmas <gasps> no, no I said the word wow one you said my, the uh, C word <laughs> Mr Shelton one of, my, um, one of my friends is on a, 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 a gay pagan web sort of group on Facebook and that and they're all saying oh it's almost Halloween and, and I thought they've got another festival to get through before Halloween <laughs> which is the Equinox festival. Equinox, so, I thought, yeah. so pagans are just the same as um, secular society, in sort yeah. of like, which builds up mm. Christmas yeah. far too early. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should ask our listenership uh, to write in and tell us what shop starts putting Christmas stuff in first. Oh, uh, as soon as the kids go back to school. That's when, that's when it would come out. Hall- Halloween just first. a couple. I have noticed a couple. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, we're going to move on because um, um, we're, we're over time already because we, we, we talk far too <laughs> much. But, uh, uh, stay with us. We'll be um, catching up with Blue Hydrangea in a minute. Um, you're listening to Shout Out. <laughs> Shout Out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. I don't think I need to introduce the next guest too much. Um, You'll all be on top of it, those of you who follow Rule Paul's Drag Race. And I have with me Blue Hydrangea. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Sammy. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Right, Blue, let's go back to the beginning of you uh, when you were growing up. What was that like? And and what were your parents like when you started to act at a bit differently <laughs> i feel like i've always just been that one kid in in class that was creative out of the ordinary um i just yeah and i was also such a goody two shoes to be honest my parents were totally um very nurturing of all of that uh they would let me be uh you know edna turn black and hairspray and make i would make my sister's be the the male characters while <laughs> while I played all the female ones danced around. How, the did, rooms, they, how did they take to that blue being being forced to be the other gender that they thought they were? <laughs> they were fine, you know. I always um I I do remember always being told to, uh, to cut it out before Dad gets home. That kind of thing. So ah, okay. I was brought up in Northern Ireland. You know how it is. It's quite backwards. Uh, still a long way to go uh, over here, and um. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was. I went to like a school out in the country, and I, I, I did feel like until I was quite old that I was um, not allowed to be my full self. I actually remember my mum whenever I came out the first time as a as a a, a gay person. That um, I remember her saying, "I can't believe that I never saw this coming," and I really thought to myself, <laughs> "Are you joking? You must be joking." <laughs> well, after, after what you were doing when you were a kid, okay. Exactly. <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> I, I always remember I wanted to be the girl tweenies and everything. I, like even since a child, I remember wanting to dress up as, as the female tweenies and my mum saying that I couldn't. Okay, it was just a phase you were going through, Blue, and I think that phase you're still going through. Absolutely. I, I think it'll be until the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Can we ask you what year you were born, or is that a top secret? No, I'm um, 1996, so I'm 26 years old. Okay. Oh, still way in your youth then. So plenty of time ahead for your career. But <laughs> well, yeah, in the, say in the your gay career. community, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, once you're 25 and over, then you're like... <laughs> oh, I don't think with your talent that that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, so you, you've told us about growing up. How did you get into becoming a drag queen? Obviously, that was always in your blood through through growing up. But when did you think you might be able to make a career out of it? Oh my goodness. Well, I never thought it would be a career, but it was something that I was definitely interested in. I, as I say, I loved like um, musicals. So I loved Hairspray. That was my first ever introduction to a drag queen. Um, you know, Divine played uh, Edna Turnblad. That was yeah, like, yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then from then I watched Drag Race and that was whenever I was like 11 years old. So very um, pivotal moment in my uh, growing up experience. And I just was obsessed with it. I remember running into my mom and saying, mom, what is this? And she was like, get to bed. It's a school night. <laughs> but for me, it was like seeing someone on, on television that, that I really related to because it was um someone just being their authentic self and not worrying about what other people thought. And I, I gravitated towards that. So then from then I was obsessed with drag. Um, and then I dropped out of university and my partner actually signed me up for a makeup course. And that's, that's how the drag career started. Okay, now you alluded to your mum sort of being okay with it and not probably understanding, just thought it was um, you were going to go into an acting career, I guess. <laughs> um, but your dad, are you able to tell us more about your dad and his reactions? Oh, um, well, I feel like both of them are absolutely fine with everything. I, I mean, I have to have two coming outs, right? So okay, one that, one that I was uh, queer and then one that I was... Uh, a drag queen <laughs> and both of them just took them a few weeks i think although they were raised and i remember being raised to being told oh it's bad to be anything different but i think the thing about it is is whenever you um have that visibility and they can see in front of them that this person that is a little bit different isn't a harm to anyone I think that they kind of realized, you know what, this is okay. So it took them a while. They were probably just scared for me. And they were fighting everything that they had been taught their whole lives. Uh, but now they're absolutely great. And they're great supporters. Oh, lovely. Um, like you said, you were in Northern Ireland, which is um, pretty mm. strict and, and conservative. Um, what was it like going to school, Blue? Oh, I actually love school. I was such a teacher's pet. I was the head boy of my you were <laughs> of head my boy, year, okay. of my school. Yes, <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that it didn't come without um, you know it's, it's it's like kind of bad side. I did have a great friend group that really helped me through it, and I think that that's um, again something that we find really uh, gr great with being in the queer community is that was whenever you find your chosen family, they kind of help you get through things. And I think I definitely had that in school. Um, I was a, a bit chubby, a bit effeminate, a bit weird. So I might as I, I was definitely uh, a bullseye for some of the bullying. But you yeah. know what it is? Um, it's given me a thick skin and um, it definitely helped me with my 
uh, viper, viper tongue that now helps me uh, <laughs> with, with my stage, you know, like reading people in the audience and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did it happen that you got into RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, well, I was obsessed with the show as it is. Um, it definitely helped me on my drag um journey uh, and then i remember it in december of 2018 uh i they they announced that they were bringing it to the uk and i could not believe it i remember w- staying awake that whole night being like i'm gonna get on this aren't i and i'm gonna have to stand in front of rupaul and uh just probably be eliminated <laughs> um <laughs> what was but, it what, yeah, was Ru- I, what was rupaul like blue very oh, intimidating or very sort of warming and and welcoming I, I always say RuPaul is like a headmaster of a school or headmistress, I suppose, uh, either or, because um, they want what's best for you and they nurture you. But also you do not want to be called to their office because it's uh, definitely scary and they're intimidating, but with love, you know. OK, so if you get called to the office, it's a book, bang the trouser job, is it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's Yeah. <laughs> OK, now you went on to actually win UK versus the world. Yeah, I know. What Can't a believe it still. is incredible, incredible. Um, what was it like uh, combating and fighting through to the <laughs> top? Was it, was there tears and and was there any any sort of fights? Oh, the first time I did Drag Race, it was absolutely. I always say it was like a Saw movie. I'm, I always wake up and was like, "What are they going to do to us today?" There's a good analogy. In. Yeah, RuPaul's going to cycle and he's going to go want to play a game, and then we have to do. It. But the second time round, I absolutely enjoyed it. I think I was a bit more of a well-rounded queen. Uh, well, I, I learned a lot about myself as well, so mm-hmm. I was ready to go into full force, and I think I did. Um, and you know what? Everyone there, they were consummate professionals. Every single one of them knew what they were doing. So although there was maybe like little bickers or whatever, uh, we all just knew that it was going to make great TV. And we all knew that it was not, um, it was just all caught up in the moment and we got past it and we're all still friends now. Who came up with the idea to to pitch the UK against the rest of the world? Because that, that seems very difficult. <laughs> I absolutely have no idea. Uh, I... Uh, believe that it's it's something that's traveling around the world so the next one is canada versus the world okay uh, it's, so so it's not just us um but i I, li- I like the idea of it because it really it felt like i was um you know fighting for my home country and uh, uh, it was exciting well, it was really and fun. what what kudos for you to actually beat the rest of the world blue wow. yeah the first ever northern irish queen on rupaul's drag race and i won so that's pretty cool absolutely absolutely and what did you come away with um i didn't win any money <laughs> sadly no i was sorry uh, i wasn't i wasn't actually mean about it i was on about cups and medals and oh yes i won some love i won a repeater badge <laughs> which is a golden <laughs> rupaul uh designed repeater badge and i won a, a, a song with rupaul so i got to feature on a rupaul track which was incredible Ah, wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, you've got an event coming up, and you are a Mm. great exponent for the metaverse and technology helping the uh, queer community. Tell us a bit about that. So, the Queens of the Metaverse, we are basically using the uh, 
MetaQuest uh, headset and the Metaverse to create these incredible garments that we are going to walk on a runway in an event next week. And it's really exciting. It's basically a lot of queer people from different backgrounds have come together to create this incredible runway um, that's going to be interactive and it involves a lot of technology. And it's just the future of not only drag, but just creative uh, outlets for queer people. Mm, I, I guess you're waiting for the Star Trek uh, holo, hologram uh, <laughs> holodeck to come about, are you? Honestly, I, we saw it yesterday and it does look like something like that because I'm in this gorgeous outfit made by my designer, Nora. Okay. Um, and uh, then this uh, incredible artist called Zing has created a VR uh, like effect that whenever you point your camera at me, it it's like moves like water uh, uh, on a waterfall my dress starts to move oh, in front wow. of your eyes and it's just incredible wow. uh, honestly I, I i can't wait to show people it because it's going to be probably some of my best outfits i've ever worn <laughs> excellent well everyone's going to want to join that so how do they blue <laughs> I have a well. There's an event next week uh, in which me and Tia Coffee and Adam all we are going to be walking down a fabulous runway. And if you can make it along, I, I assume that it's open to the public. Uh, feel free. You can download the filter and then uh, point it at me, and I will come alive before your very eyes. Okay. Well, we know Tia Coffee on the show because we've actually chatted to to them, and um, a great person. Like, what a laugh tea or coffee house yeah oh, tea is <laughs> lovely honestly i've had a great time working with them and adam as well who's a mm. fabulous drag king yeah so you've got this event coming up which uh, i think is the seventh is that right i believe so yep it is okay now tell us um, obviously people in fact whatever you're not sure of people can pick up on social media so you're on twitter um instagram mm. uh, so what are your handles blue Yes, at Blue Hydrangea underscore on most things, apart from TikTok, where uh, I'm just Blue Hydrangea. Okay. And um, have you got a website? I do. Blue Hydrangea. Just, you can type it into Google and hit the first one. And there I am. You are, because you're <laughs> the top of the list. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, if you can get the, one and only. the, the floor arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Hydrangea, thank you so much for joining us at Shout Out. It's been an absolute joy to chat to you and uh, your life and your projects and, and where you're going and your passions. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And make sure everyone listening to check out Queens of the Metaverse. It's going to be absolutely fabulous. I've enjoyed this interview so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Blue. Lots of love. Break a leg so next week. Me. Oh, I probably will, to be honest. You should see the heels they make me wear. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me they're over six inches. They they are six inches and they've got big plastic weights attached to them, honestly. Can you imagine? Ouch. No. No. When I was younger, I clawed into some six inch stilettos, (laughs) but nowadays with arthritis and my age, I'd fall off. Oh, bless you. I said, you'll get 20 minutes out of me wearing these, and then that's it. I'm going to put on a comfy slipper. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. I'm always in Skechers. (laughs) Uh, But thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Blue. Thank you very much. And if you need us and want to chat again, just let us know, and we'll get you on the show. Oh, absolutely. Lots of love. Chat soon. Thank you, Blue. Bye. 
Hi, this is Blue Eyed Ranger, and you're listening to Shout Out Radio. Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Now, you see, if it does rain lots, we might get some green, green grass at long last in this country. <laughs> when I saw that title, I thought you were playing Tom Jones. <laughs> no. No, that's George Ezra, that one. Uh, and the one we played earlier before Blue Hide Ranger was uh, Light Up the Night by Jamie Barry. Uh, just for those of you that, you know, like to know that kind of thing. But people Lovely. do ask, that's why I always say, so... Mm. Well, you should always either, you know, intro or back well, announce... Whichever. Well, I don't. Tend, I tend to do it afterwards because you know you're not. You don't tend to be listening at the start, and then you hear a track. You know, who doesn't quite, listen at start? Quite Hang like on, we got listeners who don't tune in right at the moment that, that we start. That you push that you, button. You know what I mean? If you say this track is such and such, if you don't know it, it doesn't mean anything to you. And then you might be listening, you're like, oh, what did he say this track was? But you haven't got it. Whereas if you hear the track and you like it, and then I say it's green, green grass, you're like, oh, back cool. in yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm not allowed to do that on the BBC, apparently. No, it's not BBC, it's commercial radio. Mm. Oh, is it? Don't talk about what's already happened. It's like, yeah. Strange, enough. isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's only like radio. just to wind them up. Anyway, we are going to be talking to Nathan and Chris very shortly. But first off, let's get some news headlines. shout-out news on Thursday the 1st of September. Tens of thousands of people marched with pride in Wales as the Cardiff-based Pride Cymru event took place on August Bank Holiday Saturday. There were no reports of any religious fundamentalist groups trying to disrupt the parade, but a small group of women attempted to halt the march with poorly made signs saying that Pride Cymru was anti-lesbian because it welcomed transgender women. Needless to say, the majority of lesbians present at Pride did not agree with this position and rejected the group, with some questioning whether any of the women were really lesbians anyway. They were moved on by police and the parade was able to continue. The festival at a large park by the city's castle was a success and entertainment enjoyed in the glorious weather. BBC Wales News, BBC Radio Wales, BBC Radio Cymru, ITV Wales and Sharnal Pedwar Cymru gave favourable coverage to the Pride event in Cardiff. Capital Radio South Wales was media partner and gave a huge build-up to the event in its programming through the week. October the 1st will see many groups come together to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the Terence Higgins Trust. A march starting at London's Belvedere Road opposite St Thomas Hospital will follow a route to Trafalgar Square where there will be a choir, speeches and a vigil. THT is today the UK's largest sexual health charity, but it has not forgotten its radical roots as a gay-led group back in 1982. The march will be a chance to reflect on how far things have changed and how much further there still is to go in the struggle against HIV and against prejudice and bigotry. Smooth Radio, a commercial radio network in the UK, reports that Sir Elton John has been seen looking in much better health after a period of recuperation in France. Sir Elton was pictured in the gossip magazines earlier in the summer looking frail and in a wheelchair. Sir Elton is a gay hero for his work on charitable causes, with his AIDS Foundation raising millions for HIV research and sexual health projects around the globe. 
Amru El Kaldi writes in The Guardian about queer loving triumphing, triumphing over the odds uh, but put against it by bigotry and religious extremism. He argues that whilst LGBTQIA plus radicalism and its critique of marriage as a heteronormative construct has its place... There is also something genuinely marvellous about the love shared by same-sex couples. Amru writes, To watch two queer people I love dearly come out the other side, promising to love each other for the rest of their lives, felt victorious. It is always a triumph when queer people who have been taught to hate themselves finally believe they deserve another's love. It was one of the most hopeful days I've ever experienced. One Body, One Faith, the UK's largest network for LGBTQIA plus Christians and their friends, has been in touch with many gay media to announce that autumn retreat for lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer women. It will take place from the 28th to the 30th of October at Holland House in Worcestershire. The keynote speaker will be Professor Nicholas Slee, a feminist and queer-friendly academic in the field of feminist practical theology at the Vrije Universiteit in Amsterdam. Her latest book is Abba Amma, Improvisations on the Lord's Prayer. For further information and bookings, visit the website, which we have linked to via our own news feed. And finally, this week marks the 25th anniversary of the death of Diana, Princess of Wales, sometimes known as the People's Princess. We heard many moving tributes to Diana from grassroots media during the week. 1997 was a tumultuous year politically and culturally, and yet Diana's death still knocked society for six. If you were too young to have been there, you may only know of the outpouring of national grief from footage on the television. It was a very rare moment in British history, and one has to travel back to the 19th century to see anything similar in our national life. Diana, sometimes referred to as the Queen of Hearts, had touched the life of the nation at a very deep level. She was a flawed figure, but used her weaknesses to build rapport and compassion, and her voice she used to speak for people marginalised and ignored in general discourse. The way she changed the manner in which people living with AIDS were perce was perceived is now legendary. A quarter of a century on, her influence is still being felt, and through her sons, William and Harry, she has arguably done more than anyone else to reform the monarchy. For these news stories and more, we update our website every day. Please visit shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr. Shoutout News. National and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. So when Steph stops like tangoing around the room <laughs> in the fire. Indeed. That is Tangrel Dill. I was very disappointed go. in that track, Mr. Shilton. Oh, I like it. So that's, that's like, I played that because that's a favourite track of a couple of friends of mine before you completely diss it. So I wasn't going to completely diss it. Yeah, disappointed just, yeah. that it's not in Spanish for a start when it's got a Spanish title. <laughs> It's very 20s and 30s, isn't it? Which well, I like. The I mean, with, with a modern beat behind it, yeah. I mean, they yeah, didn't have that kind of a beat. Never, well, I can't see you playing the 78 over there. That was definitely a 45. We've <laughs> <laughs> well, had this conversation before. I'm not going to explain to this as what a 78 is. You don't even know no. what a 78 is. I do know what a 78 is, thank you. No, you, you don't. You're too young. <laughs> <laughs> when I started DJing, it was on record. All those years ago. 
all those years all ago. those years ago yeah so well uh, anyway now that was um tango del fuego um by um Parov stella in case uh, you, you did like that one so nice track i like it i know you don't but don't mind so anyway um we got f- friends of the shows back in again i can't remember the last time i had you two on a, a year on ago microphone. when the last one was taking place well, Chris hasn't been here in... Yeah, that was just Nathan. That was just Nathan. Yeah, and that was online as well. That was that was from my house. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of, yeah, wonderful COVID. Yeah, but anyway, it's nice to have you both here. Welcome yeah, back. Thank you for having us. So, um, uh, Chris and Nathan, uh, here representing this time, you, you give the name out. Oh, well, we're representing, again, from when I was like last time, <laughs> last time. Um, representing uh, Pride Caf, so Pride Comic Art Festival. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, I was about to say, you know, for, for listeners, um, what what is it? So, Comic Art Festival, yeah. um, is it like Comic Con type thing? Is it? Yeah, so it's basically a festival that's celebrating and giving a platform platform to lgbtqi um a uh, independent comic creators so that not just necessarily artists but writers as well creators and also uh, zine creators uh illustrators um and everyone who is sort of into those sorts of things and how how did it go because we spoke to you before the event last time obviously again trying try to publish it and let people know it was out there how did it go um even with sort of like the uh, run about that time it was september 2021 there was a, like a very small still covid restrictions but still quite small um it went really well like it was a really nice vibe um, I think it went well because a good majority of the artists asked to come back this year. Um, they signed up again. We've had some really great feedback um, from last year. And there now seems to be quite an excited bubble of people actually saying, oh, yeah, last year was really great. You should come to this one. So we're really excited about and really honoured uh, people have given us such wonderful feedback. So, I mean, I think the only reason I know about comics and the LGBT community is through yourself. But it sounds like it's quite a big thing, is it not? It's I mean, bigger than you think. Is it? Yeah. It's really a lot bigger than you think. But it gets, like, kind of ground down because, like, it doesn't get the publicity that everything else gets. Well, I, I'm going to pick you on the spot. I should have asked you this before we were on air in case you haven't watched it. But, of course, Saman has been on yes. Netflix, yes. Um, which was the biggest LGBT cartoon made decades ago yeah, yeah and it's not just sandman i mean there's been some independent uh, independent comic creators who have now had their stories been changed into netflix series we've talked about Steel with dead end yeah. yeah and and um heartstoppers as well which originally started as a web comic which then made it into a physical comic and then made it into a netflix series yeah. and i think there's a series two coming oh, oh, and a series three apparently that one i absolutely <laughs> love that story so but it is things like that kind of not making it more known do you think it's definitely sort of making it known um well, I do think people not know that they come from a comic i guess yeah I guess that's probably half the mm. problem isn't it yeah there's there is a sort of controversy that's going around that people are now not paying that people are not paying attention to the comic and they're kind of making it like oh you've got to make a comic because if you make it really good then you can get it into a netflix series <laughs> but that's not the thing it's people should be making comics because they want to share their stories comics. and they want yeah. to make comics and they're passionate about it yeah. um there's a massive influx now of independent comics being made because because it's easier for people especially with like things like kickstarter and crowdfunding uh sites uh people can create 
their own comics even just with you know you can make a web comic in paint ms paint and then put it up on a website and show it to people i didn't it, know that still existed if I, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that died with windows 1995 <laughs> it's still there it's still there people actually argued until uh, microsoft put it back oh uh, right oh good lord <laughs> but so, um but i mean i mean i you know it, it's it's either or isn't it because you can you know take photos of your drawings as well surely and turn that into a book if you really wanted to. oh yeah we we go to thought bubble every year which is the biggest independent comic festival uh, right. in the uk in harrogate and we uh picked up a comic from uh, an artist called uh, korean angry i think that was her what her comic was called and all of her comics are little models so she makes a model of herself and puts them in like little positions and then makes <coughs> takes pictures and then makes them into a little comic book and oh, wow. it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> <laughs> so for those that didn't make it along last year obviously there were, there were some COVID restrictions in place and maybe people who wanted to come didn't make it and hopefully there'll be more people who want to come this year what kind of thing can we expect when we turn up uh, Chris, do you want to talk about this? Well, uh, more of the same, uh, just more. Uh, I mean, obviously, obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, obviously, uh, obviously yeah, comics. That doesn't like, really but. help, does it? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do better. No, we had about 30-something artists last year, so this year we've got about 41 exhibitors. We've got five guests kind of doing talks. Uh, they start from 12 o'clock and are hourly. So if you're interested in kind of like getting to know more about comics or telling stories or how to go from plot to print, like we've got a talk that might suit you and basically there will be 41 something exhibitors kind of all with their work all with stickers and stuff you can buy it's completely free entry which is one of the real key points that we wanted to try and keep up um it's a real tricky thing to do but like we want to try and make it free to people to come in so that you spend your money on the artists and not on us and if you want to give us some money as well because we're a not-for-profit business then we'd love you for it yeah and it just means that we can continue making other events so we do other creative events around pride calf so during bristol pride we ran a drink and draw we ran a queer comic making workshop um and i also did something else but that was completely different um <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I did a trans masculine social meetup, but that had nothing to do with comics or anything. That was just because trans guys like to socialise, um, and and so then the money that we get from these all just goes back into these events. Um, but as Chris was saying, like we we try we we pay for our guests to be able to come in uh we want to make it free so that people you know don't have to spend money coming in even if they just want to have a look around mm. we don't want people to be stuck behind a paywall but look for the bucket a- on the door if you like it oh and yeah give, yeah, give, yeah. And, we, and we also will have a raffle Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds quite cool because you know you get a chance to meet the people yeah. whose comics you might be reading or find as new ones um, but also if it's something you want to get into you've got people giving talks of how they how they do it are you, are you two talking as well no we won't be talking we'll be too, too busy, busy. <laughs> um, yeah so the talks we have a nice little splice between sort of making and creating your own comics and also then talking about LGBTQ issues within comics as well um, so uh, Joe Glass who is very well known with sort of like LGBTQ comics he's written a comic anthology called The Pride um and his latest anthology which is called young men in love um is an anthology made by queer creators talking about young like young men romance um 
And he's going to give a talk about why that's important, why that's important to have that representation within comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have uh, Wolfgang Crow, who's going to be talking about taking his own experiences of trauma and hate crime and then putting that into comics and actually getting that published. Um, and uh, our other sort of our other guests, so uh, Sarah Millman, will be talking about dialogue, and Shazlene Khan will be talking about not, not dialogue. <laughs> they will be talking about making a story through backgrounds, through design, through mm. taking culture of the real world and making that into a story. Um, and then we have these guests also came last year, and they were so brilliant we wanted them back again. Uh, two new guests who we have: C. Uh, Bedford and Arrow Lady. Um, they uh, will be talking about literally having your idea and then getting it printed into a physical copy which you can hold in your hands. Um, and are, are comics still uh, popular with, with youth? Because I remember when I was growing up in the late 50s, 60s... You had the I dandy. See, uh, sorry? <laughs> you had the dandy. Uh, yeah, I did, I did, and the Beano. <laughs> but also we had the DC and the Marvel. Mm. And they were brilliant. But of course we didn't have streaming. There was only a couple of TV channels. Does that mean that with the the youngsters of today they're not as popular um i think they might be as popular if not more so because you've got more avenues you've got all the web comics that you can just access like really easily and most of them are free uh you can there are subscription comics out there but there is so much more choice out there and there is so much more choice for people who do identify under the umbrella Mm. that they can go hunting for this and it doesn't just have to be superheroes it doesn't just have to be this it can be any sort of story and i think that's really important and like a massive change in the world i don't actually know what the numbers are (laughs) but yeah i think it's more that's my opinion yeah Yeah, something kind of nice about it going back to that kind of like grassroots picking up a book or uh, and the like too isn't there as much as the web's great and and the like um you know paper doesn't swipe like a tablet does it's kind of nice to have the physical i know my other half prefers a physical book to Mm. reading something on a tablet so Uh, but i guess it kind of opens it up to do other things so I, i don't know if it's been done or not but i would assume that there are some comics out there that are also you know on your tablet on a app or something but also narrated as well that yeah kind of thing. so yeah absolutely yeah. there's been scores uh, written for certain comics no queer ones that i know of but mm. i know of at least uh, a, yeah <laughs> a comic that does have a complete and absolute score behind it and has uh, like youtube videos that you can just watch and it goes through the story as if the score is there for you so there's a real immersive uh, media waiting for comic people to have that and if you're a queer comic person it's a great time to sort of like jump in and just build the thing that you want to build trust your story and uh show it to the world cool well listen it's been lovely talking to you guys and um i know last year was brilliant and this year bigger better less covid um hopefully it'll be like even better received so um thank you for coming and talking to us um about it um before we let you go um final thing let the audience know how they can find out more about it uh so you can go to our website you can go to www.pridecaf so that's c-a-f uh pridecaf.co.uk uh we're also on all social medias so facebook twitter uh instagram at pridecaf uh we start on it's on the 3rd of september we start at 11 a.m until 5 
p.m. You can also find out all the times for our talks on our websites, and you can also see all of our exhibitors as well. They're all listed on our website as well. Cool. There you go. So thank you very much uh, for coming in. Uh, best of luck with it, and um, hopefully we'll be talking to you next year when it'll be like you know a, a, a thousand people. Type. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the station can house a yeah. thousand yeah. people, yeah. but like we'll try. I don't think the two of us can you. house a thousand people. <laughs> so um, anyway, no, do go along and support the guys. It's it's, it's lovely. So uh, stay with us. You're listening to Shout Out. Back in a minute. The Shout Out podcast. Nice bit of switch disco. Is that more your style? That's called everything. It is everything to me, and <laughs> uh, lots of different types of music. You know, I just tend to pick them at random. Of course, you do. Yeah. Yes, and it shows. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Uh, you I suspect it's not. <laughs> Oh, you know me so well. I do, yes. I mean, at least it was this side of the millennium. If you want it as a compliment, Andy, it's a compliment. It was great music tonight. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's not about the music. It's about the guests. Yes, what's happening at 2am in the morning? What? The new Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. Oh, right. Tomorrow morning at 2am. Tomorrow morning at 2am. So that's Friday, as we're talking here it is yeah in case, you're, in case you're on the podcast yes yes and um and we're excited about this why uh i'm a lord of the rings fan oh. and there's two episodes being dropped at 2am and um i just wondered if any of our you, listeners you'll be, be long in bed by then with a cup of cocoa <laughs> I don't Late like cocoa, actually. With your fluffy bunny rabbit slippers on it. with some dark rum. Ah. Preferably Bajan. You see, now, now you start to sound all wintry. Next you're going to be talking mulled wine. I know. I have hot chocolate ready. Green and black's organic. That's ready. I need to get the dark rum. Well, we were talking to the boys earlier about um, when uh, festive things appear in the shops. And I think, is it Costco? Costco. Costco. Yeah. I've seen are. a couple of Got other shops Christmas as well. Christmas baubles out. Yeah. So, and giant nut- nutcrackers, apparently. <laughs> Tell what Nathan's mood was like while he was walking around. They're the two things he spotted. <laughs> well, it's that uh, season now, isn't it? Uh, no, there's loads to come before then. Uh, Halloween. Uh, we got to do Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Which I mean, some people have described as the gay Christmas. I've heard of it. Why? How nice is it gay Christmas? Because <laughs> you can dress up. Because there's a lot of dressing up in the States. It's, yeah. it's got quite a sort of camp. It's got an LGBT plus following in the it's states, yeah. hasn't it? Witches and ghouls, and you know, yeah. mind you, that is like a gay club. Gives you an excuse to slip on your six-inch stilettos yeah, and true. go out in the street yeah. without people pointing at you. I could be Pink Eyed Ranger. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, Lord of the Rings, right? So, two AM, Amazon. Yeah, so, and I have okay. to I have to say, you know, when I meant, like I mentioned, um, talking to Nathan and Chris, Sandman is brilliant. If you haven't seen it on Netflix, it's it a is. really, really yeah. good series. Absolutely love that series. So, um, and what's quite cool is the writer's been very heavily involved because uh, he wrote the comics like a good few decades ago. Yeah, and there are people like good. going, "Oh, this woke stuff. Oh, you've made it so LGBT. Why have you done that just to appease everyone today?" He's like, "I didn't. I wrote it thirty years ago. It was yeah. a different time back then." Yeah, you know. And besides which, it's my comic i'll do what i like and it's like it's actually quite cool to have like the writer himself actually Mm. pushing back on all the people who are being a little bit kind of like homophobic about it it was really well made it was very well made so have you seen the extra one at the end 
Um, um, just started watching that right. about the screaming cats. Yeah, that's very comic-like, isn't mm. it? Yeah, that, well, that one is an animation, mm. um, and then there's another one that follows it. So I, I won't give you spoilers in case you haven't watched it. Well, we're, we're worth watching. So yeah, um, might yeah. watch uh, that when I get back home. Yes, yeah. I do like that. I'm also watching Breaking Bad on series three. Oh, wow. I know I'm a bit yes. behind because that's quite ancient, isn't it? <laughs> Just a bit behind, years, you know. Two years ago. Yeah, let, let's you tell me you haven't watched Lost. Uh, <laughs> you haven't watched Lost, have you? No, okay. I haven't watched Lost. That was 20 years ago. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch Lost, actually. Oh. But, um, had a terrible ending. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, indeed, yeah. There's so much to watch, though, isn't there? There is. Netflix oh, and yeah. Paramount Plus yeah. and Disney Listen to the radio. Plus. It's far nicer. Listen, Listen to the radio. Us. Read. Read yeah, comics. Read comics. <laughs> I knew you were going to say oh, that. Read comics. Love comics when the, I was a kid. If you're in Bristol, come to the comics. Uh, Dan Dare. The Anyone remember Dan Dare? Dan Dare. Oh, yes. Pilots of the Future. Yes. I used to have a magazine, um, well, it was a comic, every week called TV21. And it was Heard supposed it. to be a look at the 21st century, mm. you know. And we weren't supposed to have houses still standing that we've got now, and the roads were supposed to be up in the air. We were supposed to be flying everywhere. Well, that's a bit like tomorrow's cars. world, isn't it? Dress so on, on. A, nothing's changed from Dressing the in silver jumpsuits and things like that. Well, some of us yes. dress in silver jumpsuits at the weekend anyway, but that's another story. But, but, well, you only need um, to go <laughs> to your local gay street, and people are walking around in futuristic wear. I'm talking to have hover talking cars of, by now. Talking of, have you seen there is a futuristic bubble house over by the M shed that Ooh. is um, designed to be the kind of like capsule that could go to Mars? Oh, is there? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it can handle like it's really extreme temperatures, and you could live in it for. I mean, it's tiny. I, I'm not sure you'd really want to live in it, but but you well, could. It's just a several months mission. Um, isn't but it you can go Mars? in and you can like um, you can walk around and they'll talk to you about it and you know really good for the kids to learn a bit about space and that kind of thing and too. just outside is a steam engine I know yes <laughs> that's a lovely steam engine isn't it it is yeah. it's a double decker bus from the 60s yeah. <laughs> anyway that's it for another week um, as we often say podcasts for this show um, are, and many others are available yes. plus if you want to catch up on the news or find out more about us it's all on our website shoutoutradio.lgbt uh, next week hopefully um, we've got more information for your monkeypox um, I know it's still something that you're talking about yeah. a lot so join us uh, for that one um, but from myself from Steph uh, from Terry and from uh, our lovely two car comic boys uh, say bye bye everyone bye bye read comics bye.